Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us this week. We are continuing to talk about this topic of legacy. We think it may be a two-week or two-week uh, show, but it could be a. Three it's just year. a pillar. It's a pillar. <laughs> you know, we, every time we think it's going to be just an easy, quick topic, it never turns out that way. Yeah. Yeah, like the pillars. The pillars. Yeah, we started with we four. We built the Parthenon. Yeah. Yeah. That building was not coming down, I'm telling you. We had, what, 13 or 14? A lot. It just kept going. Yeah, if you want to go back and look at the archives, you can go listen to those. This podcast, yeah. The yeah. pillars of the Masculine Journey. Yeah. Many, many pillars. Masculinejourney.org. You can find them there. We thought it was going to be one, two weeks tops. I think we had four lined out initially, a four-week yeah. series. And we're excited. We have a four-week series. Like three months later, we're still <laughs> talking about the pillars. As far as we know, our legacy won't be, you know, completing this show. <laughs> you know, we hope that we're going to be able to get through it today. And if not, we'll we'll talk about it again next week. God's kind of leading that. He always does. But this week, we're going to take a little bit of a different turn on the topic of not legacy do we want to leave. We'll get back to that. But what legacy was left to us? Now, Robbie, I want to get to your story here in a minute, but first I want to go ahead and get to a clip. By all means. You know, in this this particular TV show, you would never think that there's going to be anything of substance. <laughs> but when you go back and you watch... Amen. When you go back and you watch a show, there's lots of times where there's really nice little nuggets of substance because it's about life. You know, and art imitates life. I think that's what they say, right? And so there's little bit pieces of life here. And so this is from Everybody Loves Raymond. And in this scene, you've got the boys that are supposed to be going to therapy. And they've told their wives they're going to therapy, this group counseling for the three of them, to get a better relationship. And instead, they've been going to the horse betting track. And they've been betting. And so they've been making up stories of what they're going to tell their wives when they get back about what happened in therapy. And so as we listen to this, you know, they think they're just making up a story. But let's see what really transpires. And then we'll come back and talk about how it ties into legacy. All right, so, so what's going to be our breakthrough for today? Okay, let's see. The last thing I told the wives is that we were working on dad's withholding of affection when we were kids. Good, good. And how it impacted negatively on us. Um, for instance, whenever I did something, I always felt that dad was disappointed in me, not to mention the neglect and verbal abuse. Okay, so what can we say as to why you were like that? You know, unreceptive to our needs and stuff. Right, right, uh... Why was I like that? Because you two were a couple of monkeys. Okay. I think that might be the verbal abuse you're talking about, Robert. No. You know, I've been thinking about this since last week. You know what you two's problems were? You took all that abuse stuff personally. 
Of course we took it personally. You're our father. It was just business. This isn't exactly what they call the triumph of analysis. What else you got? What else you got? Uh, how about uh, you were withdrawn from your relationship with us because your father was like that with you? That's great. Very good, Raymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's like what you were talking about the other day. I'm kind of a lousy dad because of him. So, so I just back it up one more to Grandpa Joe. Yeah, yeah. And and his dad was the worst. My Grandpa Sal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Grandpa Sal, very scary. My dad used to tell me horrible stories about how his father used to hit him when he wasn't hitting me. Grandpa Joe hit you? Sure, I got hit every day. Wow, Dad, I didn't know that it was like that for you. It was like that for everybody. That's just the way it was. So, so your dad's dad hit him, he hit you, and you never really hit us. I couldn't. I don't know. I was always weaker than him. Maybe you didn't want to be like him. I didn't. The girls will buy that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In the midst of laughter, there's some elements of legacy left there, isn't there, Robbie? Oh, it's tremendous when you think about it. You know, Grandpa Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's and 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 even the comment saying that you know I'm kind of a lousy dad because he was. <laughs> you know, it's all you know pointing to this stuff comes down. If you, and if you've never really watched Everybody Loves Raymond, you probably not really watched TV. <laughs> at some point, it's going to come on. It's in syndication. It's been on like every channel. I think, it's but not point. everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, I, I do. Robert I Robert's the only one I care for because he's a big dumb cop, and I identify with that. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've been down that road. But he's much more intelligent <laughs> than anybody gives him credit for. He is that. He is that. But you know, in the show, Frank is the dad, and he's very quiet uh, as far as sharing anything of substance you know with people he's he's quick to make a, a quick comment like a quick cut down but he's not really share himself you know and this is one of the few episodes i remember where he really just shares part of himself and that makes all the difference to the boy's understanding of who he is as a, as a dad just sharing the story right because without knowing what grandpa joe was like and grandpa sal or whatever the names were, they wouldn't have any idea what the dad had to overcome to not be like that. Right. And that he had started a legacy that wasn't per- perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it was more perfect than what he had been given. Right. Trying to leave something just a little bit better than what he got. Yeah. So that's, uh, Robbie, that's not how we really started to think about this topic. You actually had prayed about this topic and you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, actually, I was thinking about the topic, and and, and as I was praying that morning, um, as is often the case, you might guess, I went to study the Word and saw it in Hebrew, and it was fascinating to me that, that the Word, and again, biblically, it's not legacy, big, but biblically, it's an inheritance, which is huge throughout the Bible, talked about constantly. And, and when you looked at that Word, it started out with a letter, which means faithful, and the second letter meaning life and and an expression of that and i thought well isn't that interesting and i and it just jesus kind of hit me with this question he said well robbie what was the favorite thing of all the things that your father left you what impacted you the most what was your favorite and I started to think, well, the boat's pretty nice. <laughs> you know, there's a few that, you know, 
and then I really remembered his faith in me. And I, you know, when I first looked at the letter, I thought it would be his faith. And yes, he had a faith. It was, it was precious and it was wonderful. But actually, the faith that he had in his kids was even more important to me personally, the faith that he had in me to make, him, make me his executor and, and things along those lines. And, and, but, but I really, really, that just hit me straight, straight in the heart like, wow, he really did have faith in me and the stories, you know, that started to pop up in my mind because it all has to do with stories of what your father left you, you know, were the stories where he helped you get this, where he promoted you in that, and, and those things were huge. Yeah, the story is is the, the real thing. If you've been to a family funeral, especially somebody that you're close to, you know that uh, you can't help out without walking out of there without sharing stories. Yeah, that's primarily what it ends up being. I remember when my dad passed away, uh, my brothers and I stayed out rather late one night, and I know my mom was pretty mad because the funeral was the next day. But we stayed out, and the whole time we just talked about dad. We shared stories about dad and laughed and cried and enjoyed the time you know, together. And, and to me, that was a part of the grieving process, but also part of the honoring. You know, I wouldn't have traded that. I don't care that I was tired the next day. I know mom was kind of bothered by it, but... You know, I don't think any of me or my brothers would have traded that for that time to share those stories. And I learned things about my dad that I didn't even know because I was 10 years younger than my oldest brother. And so the dad, the dad that raised him was physically the same person, but much different person that raised me. You know, and so hearing some of those stories was pretty amazing just to know how far dad had come when I only had a, a small glimpse in, in my lifetime. So part of the question that I have for the guys here that's that's at the uh, table with us today is, what's been left to you in that legacy? You know, what has been handed down from a grandparent, from um, parents, from uncle, you know, whatever that may look like? Anyone? Bueller? I know Harold's got something. <laughs> Harold. <laughs> My dad uh, was a blue-collar type. Not that there's anything at all wrong with that. He worked with Alabama Natural Gas installing pipelines and stuff. And regardless of what the weather was like, burning hot, freezing cold, he was in it. And he told me over and over as I was growing up, son, get yourself an education so you don't have to work out here like I do. I didn't have a clue how I was going to go to college because our family couldn't afford that at all. But I did. And it was the best thing that could have possibly happened for me because I got matched up with a career that God had given me the skills to do and that I loved doing. Computer programming for me was like breathing. and But it was my dad that got me in the position to be able to do that. He couldn't do it for me. And that was his expression, get yourself. And so I did. And that was the the thing that I remember that uh, my dad left for me that was wonderful. Thank you, Harold. 
we got a lot of quotes we may or may not use today on the show, but this is one from Shannon Adler, which I have no idea who she is. I didn't take time to look her up. I just looked up her quote, which I liked. But it says, carve your name on, on hearts, not on tombstones. A legacy is etched into the minds of others and the stories they share about you. And when you think about that, I think of the stuff that my mom left me when she passed away. You know, I got a, a share of her stuff, and, and that means things to me. But it's the stories that really mean everything. It's the way she answered the phone when I called. It's the way she always told me that she loved me when, when we hung up. You know, the things that was always there that was consistent about how she genuinely seemed interested in whatever I was telling her. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know that I would have been, but she genuinely had a way of doing that. You know, and just the, those things are the ones that, that are, to me, it's her legacy and the things that I want to learn more how to emulate in my life is be more of that to my kids and my friends and the people around me because of the way it made me feel. I never doubted for once that I was her beloved. Now, I know she loved my brothers and sisters every bit as much, but when I was talking to her, I was her focal point and I was her beloved child. You know, and that's something that I want to try to pass on in my legacy so I need to kind of learn from her and say, okay, I need to do things a little differently than I have been. Go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp November 12th through 15th. You can do that. You can go listen to past podcasts. You can reach out to us with some questions, anything you might want to do. You can find that on our website. Listen to read some great uh, daily devotionals. Rodney here with another great product from MyPillow. It's the new mattress topper. Get a MyPillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. It's made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, save 30%, use promo code TRUTH or call 800-944-5396. And when you do, Mike gives you two standard MyPillows free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TRUTH or call 800-944-5396. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com, go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You can go to Facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to MasculineJourney.org and find the donate button. MasculineJourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours Podcast. Welcome back to Masculine Journey. I personally am so excited about the legacy now that, that Sam is going to leave all of us a daily <laughs> a daily devotional at our website. I'm so excited. What a way to announce it, Sam, just to tell us like that. In a... <laughs> yeah, that had to be from the Holy Spirit. We, uh, 
we, we definitely don't have that at our website. I don't know where that came from. No, that's a coming I think soon. I have a good name for it. Um, what is it? The Daily... Daily Bible or... Yeah, a daily Bible for... Bible verse of the day. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it used to be years ago. Uh, from Sam. Yeah, I, I used to write one years ago, but uh, maybe that's in the future. Maybe that's a coming... I, yeah, what a legacy. It uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as soon as I said daily devotional, I'm like, what? <laughs> we don't have that. We got blogs. I don't even know the right terminology. <laughs> we were all looking at it like, well, keep checking okay. back. Yeah. <laughs> Coming eventually. I don't know when, but yeah, <laughs> going back to the show, uh, maybe that'll be our legacy is that, but uh, no, we are talking about the topic of legacy and, and what's been left. And, and that bump in was from a song called uh, Thank You uh, by Ray Boltz. And, and that was actually a song that he made for Pastor Appreciation Day uh, back in Indiana. And the only reason I know that my mom and my sister went to that church and, and knew the family well. And uh, he wrote that to Eldon, his pastor, and just wanted to thank him for all the lives that he had touched. And, and having known Eldon and met him, uh, what an amazing man. You know, no doubt that he had touched a lot of people. You know, and then that went on to be a, a big song in, in Christian music. And um, you know, still a lot of things to be said about that legacy that we leave by the people we touch. You know, and as we're talking today is the people that's touched our hearts, right, that left a legacy with us. Jim? I go back to, well, my legacy really began well before my grandfather, but that's where I thought of it first because I have his name. I'm the third. And uh, the first thing that I thought of was my love for the military because my grandfather fought in World War I. He was in the first anti-aircraft battalion that the United States ever had, and he was in Company A. So, the Great War. Yes, the Great War. And that part is, that's part of what triggered it is when I listened to that earlier this week. And my father was in World War II. He was a dentist. And my mother probably did more fighting in World War II than my father did. So I always had that as a legacy. And then when I tried to get in the military, the first time I was uh, too blind, I went to the Citadel on a naval scholarship, had the ROTC scholarship, but I'm colorblind. So they said, sorry, you can't stay. Well, I could stay, but you can't go on our nickel. And uh, that was the first time I tried. I tried again in my 30s, and at that point I was too fat, and I really wasn't, but their chart was, yeah, and we won't get into BMI and all that stuff, but, and then the last time I tried, if I'd been Catholic, I could have gotten in, because they would waive the age, but the last time I was too old, because I was Protestant, so that, for Uh decades, they would waive your age if you were a Catholic as a chaplain because they needed chaplains desperately, and Catholics can go either way, but for some reason, Catholics don't like to be blessed by Protestants who don't know what they're doing anyway. Um, right? No? <laughs> Darren wants to say something so bad, I'm glad he's over in the corner hiding. But that was my first thought. But then I got to thinking deeper, and my grandmother would tell me about pastors that had been deep. I mean, great-great-grandfather was a Baptist pastor. My grandfather and father were both Presbyterian deacons and elders. (laughs) Sooner or later, we'll find out what's so funny. (laughs) It was a while ago. 
And the greatest legacy they gave me was my name in Christ. Uh, I love my name. I gave it to my son. My son paid me a great compliment, and my father as well, in that he said that if he had a son, he was going to start over at Junior, which is my father, because he lived with him a while and recognized the great man that he was. And both my grandfather and my father were men that I would be proud to be connected with, and both spiritually and in every other respect. They were men of integrity, and that was a legacy. Thank you, Jim. For most of that. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell, we're all friends, and so we give each other a hard time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, right now I'm going to come to you here in a second. One of the things that I struggled with when I heard the Everybody Loves Raymond clip was my dad was in a lot of ways like the dad that's on that show. He didn't really share his feelings at all. You know, he would share disappointment <laughs> pretty well, you know, I mean, and he would share character related things pretty well. You know, I mean, he taught me some good things about, you know, you never hit a woman, you never throw the first punch, you know, these things that you, you live by, the codes you live by, right? And lots of good things, but he never really shared him, you know? And so when I really think back, it, it's hard for me to know what I got from my dad because I really didn't know him. I didn't know him well enough to get a whole lot from him because he was always busy with his stuff. I think I probably got more of what I didn't want to be as a dad. And I don't mean that my dad was a good man. I love him. I love, he passed away many years ago. But he wasn't always a good father. You know, and I think that I learned a lot from his legacy of maybe what not to do. You know, and I don't mean that as a dig at him, but more of just a realization of you still get something from people if you open your eyes and you, you open your heart to it. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on, you know, a father that is much like Raymond's dad, um, where doesn't share feelings, doesn't share a lot of emotion. I would say I can't ever remember a conversation where he tried to teach me anything other than maybe how to fix a car, change a tire, change oil, stuff like that. Critical stuff. Very important. You know, for the Christian car guy, that would have been really good, right? Just kidding. But it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I didn't have that in the father. Um, so, you know, you had to, I went off and off to school. I knew some things about being a man, you know, that I thought I knew. And then it had some things that, you know, I thought were really important. Like, I really should know how to do all these things that my dad knows how to do. But he wasn't really interested in sitting down and taking the time to, to do that with me. And there was times when he did kind of have that. And I remember I took a, a engine apart, you know, a little two-stroke. And then I rode my bike clear across town to go back over to the where he worked. And I was just going to go work on it. And I was like, man, I really don't want to bother him. I don't want to be a bother. So I just never did put that engine back together and he never act, you know said hey come on let's go do this you know so there was that kind of thing but legacy you know he he took me to all kinds of places and did some things and basically he showed his heart to me one time when i came home and i was uh how do you say very inebriated 
And I was just thankful I got the car parked when I got home. And I'm taking my contacts out and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that toilet's clear over there. And I turned and there left a trail from the mirror all the way over the wall over towards the toilet. And he came in and cleaned it up, didn't say a word, was just as gracious as you could be about the whole situation, never said a thing. My mom actually asked me, he goes, oh, was it something you ate? And I'm just like, mom, are you, are you delirious here? Are you just trying to be nice? You're trying to get me to say something. But, and then the legacy from my mom's side, from her, her sister, and my grandmother, who's the only grandparent that lived, was my, my mom's mom. And I got to spend a lot of time you know, with her, and she was just as gracious a woman as you're going to get. So on that side, all the love and the love in Christ, because they were all Christians. My dad was not. And my father's side, he had a half-brother who, whose family grew up Christian. You know, they're, they're in church all the time. So you, you see things where there's legacies and things being broken and things being overcome, and Christ is in the middle of it all. Mm-hmm. So when I was reading, you know, some scripture this week came across Psalm 15. I saw it was just so cool where David asked the Lord, Oh Lord, who may abide in your heart? Who may dwell on your holy hill? And then God starts to ask or answer him. I won't read them all, but like he who walks with integrity works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. And it goes on with more stuff like that. And you're thinking, well, legacy. Well, that's probably what God's starting to claim as some legacy for us. And it's like, well, where are we in that walk? Like Jim was just saying, the whole in Christ portion of his legacy that was left to him that he's going to continue to leave is the most important thing we can do. And I just think that's so incredible. And then like some of the, the quotes that you had, mm-hmm. you know, were along the line, some of them were a little okay, more. I've got one here from Bill yeah, Graham. Yeah, I right. love that one. The greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. Yes. I, and just you just think about that, and I look around this room and talked with the men in this room, and it's like they're all leaving legacies. Some of them had legacies left to them. Some are starting their new ones. Some are breaking old legacies to start a new one, like we heard in the Raymond clip, and it's just, just beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's going to take intentionality uh, yep right because you're gonna leave something my dad was a good man he did a lot of good things he provided the best of his ability those types of things but he could have left so much more you know and I, and I want to leave more you know because we're gonna leave something as we leave we're gonna there's gonna be stories <laughs> right? it's whether you want him to tell those stories or not is going to be the the key <laughs> thing Right, and there's some of the stories that, that my kids would want to tell. I'm kind of embarrassed that they'd probably want to tell them. You know, hopefully they'd also be able to tell some overcome stories later on. You know, that's the way Dad used to be. You know, that's not the way that he was for the last several years that I knew him. You know, and I think that's the whole thing is legacy starts now. Right? It, it, yes, there's a past that you got to overcome or maybe dig into or move more to, to into it more and do more of what you've been doing. But it starts today, and it starts with intentionality and doing it over and over and over again. But that becomes part of your story. The whole story. The whole story. The rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. 
Go to maskandjourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. Stay and listen to the podcast. You can download it from that website or at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, lots of different places. But go listen to the podcast coming up next, The Mask and Journey After Hours. We're going to continue to talk about that. But first, go register for the boot camp November 12th through 15th. And don't forget about the daily devotion. This is the Truth Network.